Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, podcaster extraordinaire. How are you doing? <laughs> that is a lie, though I did just <laughs> stop recording my other podcast like 20 minutes ago, so. Well, that's why I bring it up. You got a busy day of podcasting. That's pretty cool. How are you yeah. doing, though? Uh, I'm doing all right. It's, you know, the fall season, and the fires are kind of going out in LA, so that's good. Oh, we're on the complete opposite spectrum. We just got hit with an ice storm, and it was a goddamn clusterfuck. All these people were, like, just sliding off the road, uh, got out of work early, and it took me... Luckily, my parents live close to where I work, so I only had to drive, like, five minutes to their house. Typically, oh, it's good. a five-minute drive, but it took me over, like, a half hour just to get there, taking it super slow, and then all these other people spinning off the road. It was really quite Ooh. scary, and I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm lucky I didn't crash or lose control of my own car. Yeah, hearing from people back home, it's just like, oh, the roads are terrible. And I was like, oh, that's something we have in common, just for the exact opposite reasons. <laughs> exactly. Because, uh, they uh, lifted the evac notices for certain areas uh, out here, and people are like going back, or you have to go and you know, you know buy stuff for their house that was lost, or buy new houses because like a lot of it was burnt. Um, so traffic has just been an utter nightmare between that and the holiday season. And I I work kind of near the airport, so like I take the same route as everyone else does going there. Okay. So, uh, it's taking me two hours both ways uh, for my commute every day this week. Uh, Holy shit. A friend of mine that actually lives closer to our work, that uh, works at the same place as me, took her three hours to get in one day. That so sucks. It's it's, a, it's three hours for 20 miles. Like, it's insane. I overheard on the news for some people caught in this ice storm, they were trapped in their cars because the there was it was just a dead halt on a highway and they were in their cars anywhere from three to like twelve hours. I was Jesus. like, Holy shit. That I would sure as fuck hope I packed my Nintendo Switch that time. <laughs> uh, to pack a fucking blanket and like yeah, food, food and like Oh man. You're in there for the long haul. Yeah, bathroom breaks, that's gonna be ugly. Oh yeah. I got a wide mouth Gatorade bottle in my car. Just you know, in case. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I guess God's just throwing opposite elements at us. You're dealing with fire. I'm dealing with ice, but yeah. this is a video game podcast. So I guess we can kind of talk about video games. We uh, always start off with weather and how we're doing. I mean, cause it's usually shitty. <laughs> yeah. And it's a casual podcast. That's what yeah, we we're, aim we're for. All right. Uh, we do talk about video games. Um, speaking of which I've only played one really in particular and I'm excited to talk about it, but is there anything maybe you want to dive into first? Uh, I haven't been playing too much because like i said it's mostly been in traffic this week for me um but i have been playing um i think i mentioned in the last episode i got uh, shovel knight yeah so i beat through shovel knight's campaign like the original game um still a great game fantastic like can't recommend it enough there are two others like i guess you can call them campaigns you can play shovel knight in the first run uh specter knight and then plague knight in the other runs um and so far shovel knight's definitely the like I don't want to say worse, because it's not bad. It's fantastic. But I guess least engaging for me so far. Um, I think just because I've seen so many playthroughs and like speed runs and so many so much of the Shovel Knight playthrough that I know every secret and I know what to expect for every fight. And it just felt kind of tedious for a lot of it, just because I already knew what to do with so much. Yeah. Spectre Knight was real fun because I haven't seen most of it. And then I, I started, I beat that last night and started Plague Knight. Uh, this morning both really interesting play styles of like going back to same levels and seeing how different to handle it and 
um, Specter Knight's levels were kind of customized for him to be like use his uh, ability set more. Whereas Plague Knight, it looks like it's just the Shovel Knight levels for the most part, but you play as him as Plague Knight. So it's okay. cool to see how you go around it differently as a whole new move set and stuff. Um, and definitely King Knight is the last one, and his his uh, addition is supposed to come out. I think maybe around March 2019. So yeah, that's you know 20 bucks or maybe 25 for the game, and you get like three massive expansions for it, like essentially four games for the price of one. Like it's can't recommend it enough. It's very good, but I'm really enjoying uh, Plague Knight's campaign of it so far. Nice, that's pretty cool. Um, you might be mad at what I'm playing again. Oh I'm God, is it that fish to- game? No, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2, and yeah. it's in preparation for Kingdom Hearts 3. I feel like, oh man, it is actually on the horizon this time. I'm hoping I, it just yeah. doesn't get canceled last just second. Just delayed one more time. Oh I'm, man. I'm not mad. I've, I've just accepted this is who you are. I'm just yeah. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in myself too, but I'm having a lot of fun, so I guess I can't be that upset. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, uh, revisiting it is great. Uh, the whole beginning of the game is you start out as Roxas for like the first like three hours of gameplay before it even is like Kingdom Hearts 2 and you're like Sora and stuff. Um, but at least having played the game multiple times, I'm kind of flying through things at a really good pace. Uh, I just recently got to the Colosseum, so I'm like, I already did Beast Castle and uh, the Land of Dragons, which is Mulan's world. Um, At Beast Castle, though, something interesting happened that never really happened for me on previous playthroughs. Uh, There's this one boss that's like this heartless guarding a door, and I was fighting him, and I am playing on proud mode because uh, if I'm not mistaken... Well, I'm going for the trophies and stuff. I do want to eventually try to platinum this because I did platinum Kingdom Hearts 1. And one of the trophies is like, yeah, beat the game on proud. And if you do it on proud, it cascades down to the other one. So you get the trophies for beating it on whatever medium and whatever easy is. Thank God. Yeah, well, and they didn't do that on the PS3 version of the game. And I remember Corey playing through it like three times just to have to get the platinum. So that's, that's at least been solved. And... The nice thing about these versions on the PS4, the graphics are like the best they've ever been. It looks so polished. Um, It is the final mix version. So for people who are unfamiliar, I remember playing even on the PS2 era days, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts and there is like, not rumor, it's just a thing that you know is out in Japan, they have the final mix version, which is, yeah, I'm not sure if there's additional levels or anything, but like maybe a few different enemies, uh, just tweaks and things that make the game better and just more polished. And a lot of the time that didn't come to the United States, but eventually I think it did. Here I am though now with the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 remix, and they all of the versions are the final mix version. So there's some interesting new things that I am encountering, like this puzzle piece menu option where you go into this and you collect these uh, little uh, sparkling crowns throughout the levels. And once you get enough of them, you can kind of uh, arrange them to try to solve a puzzle. I haven't collected enough to complete one puzzle yet, so I'm not sure what it really does. I think it's just something to do at like an extra little, uh, uh, there's so many things to do. Like I, they just, uh, threw Winnie the Pooh's book at me. I'm like, God damn, like in the middle of everything I'm doing, they're like, here's another world you can explore. Once you get <laughs> the pages. One, yeah. So it's really fun revisiting. Oh, but I didn't even get to say what I was going to say. Once you're fighting that, heartless in beast castle if you die which i did because i was playing on proud mode 
it gave me an option instead of just continuing your game and loading from the last uh, save file. It was like, I don't want to give up yet. And I was like, okay, I'll click that. And I did. And then you get to play as Mickey Mouse wearing his organization outfit. And he's just like fucking flipping around like Yoda with lightsabers. It's absolutely insane to control him because he's like OP as fuck and just doing a shitload of damage. So you can use that to your advantage to like really beat up on the boss. And then you have to do this thing where you're like mashing triangle in order to like build up his drive gauge up to three. And once you do that, you can then revitalize and heal Sora and then try it again to take on the boss. So I was just using Mickey Mouse to fuck up the boss, then try my best to heal Sora and then use Sora to finish him off. It's just interesting. I I almost forgot about the ability to use your drive gauge and like uh transform into valor form and he then uses two keyblades which makes that you do a shitload more damage and stuff. So Yeah. I, I revisiting the game is uh, it's almost like I haven't played it in so long that I'm enjoying it like it's fresh, but I do know a lot of the things to do. So I'm flying through it and having a lot of fun. Hopefully before the end of the year, I'll be finishing that up. I don't think I'll have the platinum anytime soon, but I'll hopefully be able to run through the story and refresh what's going on. It's very trippy stuff with like Roxas and like nobodies and very emo in the sense like, Oh, you were never supposed to exist. And, uh, being separated from Naminé, and they're like, we'll see each other again, even if you don't recognize each other, because they'll be in Sora and and uh, Kyrie. It's just bizarre. It's very much like the Matrix, where like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ansem yeah. is like, uh, Ansem is the guy that's like, kind of even keeping Roxas from the organization and putting him in the simulated Twilight Town. And that's one thing that revisiting the game ha- makes me have questions. I'm like, so. Are Olette, Pence, and Hainer the people that... You lost are, me. Don't know. Uh, oh, no. They're the friends of Roxas in this town. Are they real people? And is Twilight Town a real place? I think the answer is yes, because Sora's visiting it and stuff. But when Ansem puts Roxas into the, the virtual Twilight Town, it's like almost the effects have real effects on the real people. I, it's just confusing, so I'm not sure. I'd have to ask a Kingdom Hearts expert, which Wait. clearly I'm not. You're saying Kingdom Hearts is confusing? <laughs> Fucking tell the press. Uh, yeah. Let everyone know this. Yeah, this is a new development in the Kingdom Hearts world. No one would have expected it. The creator of the game gets confused by his own lore. I I understand they made it up with this concept of like Final Fantasy and Disney, Mashed Together, cool game. They didn't expect it to go this far, but the fact that it's mutated into this just coagula of monstrosity, like it's just... I don't mind Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Maybe a side game or two. But just like the 12 other side games? Yeah, no, those piss me off. And around? Yeah, they make it even worse as far as trying to understand it all. Uh, th- that's another thing. I feel like the one of the most guilty thing that that franchise... Or one of the things that that franchise is most guilty of is the fact that people like have the same name or, like, are impersonating somebody else to, like, yeah, the name Xehanort. Like, it's never the right person. There's actually another guy named Xehanort, and this person just is using his name. Or same with Ansem, and, like, it's just kind of all over the place. So, But, but that's not know. the real Ansem. The real Ansem's actually Old Dim. But Old yeah. Dim isn't the real Ansem. He's actually a clone of a virtual market. Yeah, it's, it's, too much. It's, it's too much. It is a little bit too much. But I'm I I do love uh, the story of Sora and all that. So I'm excited to get through it again. We'll see. The organization is just a little too emo, though. 
<laughs> no, the guy's in giant black trench coats with hoods is a little <laughs> too emo. Who would have guessed? Yeah. Uh, I remember the Valor mode just being, st- like, there was, like, a magical mode, a, like, because it was color-based. So Valor's red, Magicka's blue, and then green was something? Speed, I think? Yeah, yeah, I can't recall, but you're right. And then Valor was just stupidly overpowered. Like, you just did that and just, like, would demolish any boss in, like, two minutes. Yeah, so. it's... It's definitely not like that on proud mode, but it, it definitely uh, helps. Uh, proud mode is, God, it's something else. There's only a few er- areas early on where I was just like getting my ass handed to me, but once I leveled up a few times, I, I got back into it. Oh, nice. Yeah, but that's pretty much it for me because I feel like I want to heads down bust through that game so I beat it in time for Kingdom Hearts 3. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of other things on my to-do list Uh this coming week, I mean, it's available now, but uh, my fiance's birthday is coming up, and she Ooh. asked for the Spyro Trilogy remaster. So I'm either going to be watching her play that or playing uh, my own save file at some point. So I'm really looking forward to reliving that. Even though my memory is so weak, I, I do definitely think I played the first Spyro, but I don't think I played two, Ripto's Rage, and three, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, I remember Ripto's I think the third one is the one that had all the other characters you could play as. Like, you could play as, like, the Yeti and the Penguin with a jetpack and rocket launchers and kangaroo. Okay. Um, so I think that was the third one. Rifter's Rage, I think, was just another, you know, more Spyro. I don't think you there was a unique feature to it, necessarily. Yeah. Um, but I was seeing, I was watching people stream the remastered trilogy, and it just, it seems like they got everything down. It seems like they just nailed it, like, perfectly. Just, like, here's the game. Prove some of the glitchy stuff, like the hitboxes aren't better, so you like know where the ledge is, clearly. Uh, the designs are all better, the graphics are better, the controls are tighter, the music's good, but it's still, like, it's still so much of nostalgia, and, like, people were, some people were complaining of, like, oh, it's just kind of, like, it's really a linear game, and it's just, like, a collect-a-thon, it's like, yeah, that's what yeah. Spyro, what, yeah, that's what the game is. That's like getting mad at Call of Duty for being a shooter. It's like, that's what it is. Yeah, or... So. Crash Bandicoot for being a platformer. It's just like, yeah. I feel like the people expected more from it. It's like, no, that's what those games were. It just it's looks better now. Yeah. yeah, it's not a new game. So when people are like, oh, it's like, I, like, I heard someone say it's really linear. It's like, yeah, it's a linear game. It's And it's confused me. And I, I, I think that's just, we saw a lot of that, I guess, complacency or annoyance with uh, Luke Ukulele. With yep. people being like, oh, I'm just running around collecting shit. It's like, that's the game. That's the point of it. What are you complaining about? And I feel like those style games, I don't want to necessarily say are, like, aimed at children, but, like, it's almost so, like, the the puzzles are so simple that it's like, yeah, anybody can just figure this one out. They don't want you to get stuck and have it be, like, a Dark Souls experience where you never play the game again. Yeah, it's supposed to be colorful. It's supposed to be, you know, pretty forgiving. If you die, you know, you lose a life. If you've run out of lives, you just go back to the main menu and then go back into where you, you know, checkpoint it at... Yep. So, like, yeah, they're not supposed to be really challenging games. They're supposed to be just pretty lighthearted and fun. Yeah. If that's not what you want. Don't play them. But that's, they're doing what they set out to do. So, well, that's exactly what I want. And I'm looking forward to playing that one. And it does sound like it's getting good reviews. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm enjoying about Shovel Knight. Like, it's really colorful. It's really true to the old, like, NES or Super NES, I think it's based around. Um, they don't actually use any colors that weren't available for the Super NES. Like, they use all the same color palette stuff. And yeah. they just, like, push it to the extreme of, like, what they could do now with new technology and stuff. So, like, 
that's what I enjoy. It's not a very challenging game. Like I said, I beat two of the three campaigns already. So it's not the hardest game I've played, but it's incredibly well done. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. So. Um, so I think that's it for the game talk. We have a shitload of news and stuff, but I also have a quick couple of games of what's that sound if you want to try your hand at that. Your ear at that, actually. I don't want to, because I never win, but yeah. Yeah, for the listener's sake, we'll hear you struggle. This is What's That Sound? Yeah, fucking everyone else listening... Screaming out the name of the game. Like, Why don't you know what it is, you fucking idiot? It's like, Nick, I know. I know I'm dumb. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. Nick. Specifically, is, Nick. What's that sound, people? Uh, we're gonna... Okay, I actually have a theme for this one, and there's two games worth, so we'll see how you can do here. Uh, but the theme is sequels. Uh, so at least number two in a series. Um, but let's start with sound number one now. I've definitely heard this. Yep, and that this is almost like traditional what's that sound with like some real sound effects. I, I think a couple of them have a little more gameplay and stuff, but that first sound, just three different sound effects, very much in the menu of navigating things. Yeah, I, I think I'm better with sound effects. I think those stick in my mind more than just like ominous background music. Yeah. So like nothing in Dark Souls would really stick out to me. Oh, man. It's... I've definitely heard it. I feel like I've heard it recently. It's not Spyro. Well, the first sound doesn't sound like Spyro, but then the other sounds kind of sound like Spyro. And we were talking about it, and you knew we were going to be talking about it, so I feel like you might have planned that ahead. And the fact that I said it's definitely not means it most likely is. Such deducing. (laughs) so bad at this is it i we haven't played this in a while do i get like multiple guesses or is it just no you get three guesses uh per sound fuck it spyro no but i can understand why you would guess that so it it was reasonable yeah Yeah, yeah. definitely i was so certain it wasn't but it would have annoyed the hell out of me if i did oh it's kingdom hearts yes it is there we go and that's the thing i feel like uh the first game is kind of easy. I think you might get all three of them, but then the second game is a little more challenging. Uh, I have faith, though. You might pull this whole thing off, but no, already off to a good start. Uh, if you get this next one, you win the first game, but let's listen to sound number two now. All right, you little jerk. Do a spine transfer over the fun box and into the pool. Ow. Over the fun box. Wink. I know what that means. Got a dirty game here. Leisure <laughs> suit let now. Um, All right, you little jerk. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, like a Tony Hawk game. I, I can't narrow it down more than that. It's a skating game. And I feel like that was Bam Margera. 
It, I don't, I can't confirm that, but it is definitely a Tony Hawk game. Can you guess which one though? Because it is a sequel. Tony Hawk Underground 2, because that's the only yes. one anyone remembers. Oh, you got it though. Good job. <laughs> and yeah, that is from that game. I just thought it was a funny sound clip him just be like, hey, you little jerk. Uh, hey, listen, yeah. I think it was Bam, because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, we, we're from the area of Pennsylvania where Bam or Jarrah actually lived. So we would. <laughs> either bump into him or his family a lot or we'd see jackass on all the time yeah and that's the thing he is very heavily involved in that game so that might have been a, a clip from his character yeah um but yep you win that game let's see if you get the hat trick on the first game though there is a third sound let's listen to that now <laughs> Yeah, that's back to more sound effects. But, uh, it just kind of sounds like, I don't know, it just sounds like so overmodulated, it all sounds the same. Like, I know there's different sounds happening in different intervals there, but, like, it's so wobbly, it all sounds the same, it's hard to differentiate them. Yeah, not very pleasant to listen to. Sorry, listener. Um, and it's a sequel. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I didn't realize this would be the hardest one. I thought this one might uh, ring a bell in your head, because I, th- I have a feeling you've definitely played this game. <sighs> Nothing immediately sticks out. Uh, I'm assuming it's some sort of like monster, because it just sounds like a monster. <laughs> um Monster Hunter 2? Nope, but good guess, and I understand that. Um, Yeah, no helper sounds for this one, so you're kind of on your own. But I could maybe give you a hint after another guess. Uh, So wait, what was the first one? Kingdom Hearts, then Tony Hawk. So I'm guessing it's PlayStation. Seems to be a trend. Uh, I think maybe Sly Cooper, or like when he's sliding on the rail. No, that wouldn't be it. Uh, let's go Silent Hill 2. No, but that's also a good guess, because it could have been some creepy enemy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this is a space RPG. <laughs> Mass Effect? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, you already won the game, so I what? could give you a pretty solid hint. Uh, Mass Effect 2, uh, isn't there a creature called the Collectors? There are these weird things. I- oh. The sound effect of a collector that yeah these yeah. things are gross. It's oh uh, yeah now I remember like because you're just always fighting them. The only collector that actually talks is like telepathy, so it's just this big booming voice. I you just like immediately uh, push the actual collector sounds into the background because it's just like it's just gibberish, it's weird bug noises. Yes, exactly. Oh so, man, yeah. Okay, yeah, I but- definitely I fucking have a lot of fan art and hoodies based around the Mass Effect, so I'd hope I played it. That's what I was like, oh, I'll throw that in there. Maybe he'll he'll recognize that. But that was also a tricky one. But okay, yeah. game one, you got the hat trick. Let's move on to game two. Uh, this first sound actually has a helper sound if you need it. But let's just listen to the first one. Uh, sound four now. I 
I got pretty cocky initially because I'm like, I definitely know what this is. But now I think about it, I know the realm of where it is. I know, like, the area. I'm almost positive it's a rare game uh, from that studio. Oh, shit. And and speaking of gibberish. <laughs> yeah, speaking of gibberish. Um, I thought immediately it was, like, Donkey Kong because of the sweet beats and, then the, like, it sounded like chimp noises. But then I realized that might just be, like, the weird voices ukulele and Banjo-Kazooie do for when anyone talks. So I, I, I feel like it's definitely within those three games. But I don't know precisely which um and yeah i don't want to say donkey kong i'm gonna say banjo kazooie no but very good guess or would banjo tooie count if we're still in the sequel oh that would have counted because yeah you're 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 guessing for sequels um that's the thing it's not banjo tooie uh do, do you want the second sound, or do you want to take another stab at it? I'll take one more stab at it. Uh, well, the second ukulele. sound's going to give it away in, immediately. Yeah, and if it's sequels, then yeah, Ukulele doesn't have a sequel, so I don't know of any really big rare games besides those that would have these noise. So I guess Donkey Kong County, or what's it talking about, Country 2? Nope, but I could understand your reasoning there. Uh, ah. But all right, this this sound will definitely give it away. Let's play it for our listeners. That still just sounds like Banjo Kazooie to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, that doesn't. That I could have sworn uh, that would have done it. Oh man, that's that's why I did preface this with this is the harder game of the two. Oh, because there's like of those collectathon games, it definitely sounds like a collectathon. Of those, there's so many like little creatures you save, like in all of them. So, it is very much a collectathon, and I feel like an underrated one, probably mostly forgotten. Tie the Tasmanian de- no, uh, <laughs> fucking pe- people remember that game, but it's not, it's not good. Um, and it's a sequel to a collectathon. Uh, I'm gonna be pissed if it's Spyro, but I'm not gonna say that. That's not my answer. But I just want it on the record that I'm going to be pissed if it is. Oh, God, what is <laughs> Like, I keep playing the second sound over and over again. And, and that's the thing. I, I think I've done in previous What's That Sounds, not the sequel, but the first version of this game. And you've got you've gotten it. And I'm just wondering if you're going to kick yourself on this one or not. I mean, I definitely am. I can already tell from that but i i don't remember what we did yesterday so god knows true what other game we've played um uh, well it's not conquer's bad friday that didn't have a sequel or at least not a good one it had a remaster um god i'm like it's a collectathon and then what else what other collectathons are there i know Tomba, this one Tomba this one too this could use a remaster, but no, it's not Tomba 2. All right, so you didn't get this one, but it's fine. Uh, this is actually from Croc 2. Oh, fuck you and Croc. <laughs> Fucking only you played Croc. I know, but it was so good. Wahoo! Or whatever. Uh, shit, that sounds like Mario too. I don't know. They are all the same, but it's <laughs> yeah. fine. Uh, but uh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I do I, love I, Croc. I think you're the only person I know who played Croc. Yeah, it is just such a classic to me, and I would love to see those two remastered, but not enough people probably even played it to care. 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm curious what the studio is. I want to see a Tomba 2 remaster. Because if you've ever played Tomba, Tomba 1 and 2 are dramatically different. And Tomba 2 turns into just like a JRPG. Like very oh, nice. elemental levels and a lot of puzzles. And it's so good. Well, that's cool. Um, let's see here. So if you get the next two, you can win the second game. Let's listen to sound five now. Welcome to Glimmer! Unfortunately for us, a mob of lizards just showed up and started stealing all of our gems. Can you stop them? Oh, this is definitely Spyro. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I I had a feeling with the guy talking at the beginning, but as soon as I get the like. Uh, contrary to what I just said earlier, as soon as I heard the gameplay sounds, it's just like, yeah, it's Spyro. Yeah, the sheep's bang and him just uh, collecting stuff. But yeah, that is definitely Sparks. Spyro. So you still have a chance here. There's one more sound. Let's see if you win both games. Uh, sound number six now. Listen. Listen to me, all you, for a moment. Now, we've had, well, a bad couple of days. I loved Davy, Jenny, Sean, Mac. They might be okay. We don't know. But we lost some folks. Now, if I could throw myself in the ground in their stead, I'd do it gladly. What the fuck, Doug? Yeah, that's a tough little statement this guy's making. It's just a monologue from like a World War II movie? What the <laughs> fuck is this? Um, sequels. <laughs> World War II. <laughs> the best sequel of all time. Oh, God. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get a trilogy out oh, soon. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the scariest of yeah. them all. Hey, I can't be trapped in it anymore. I don't care. Um, beyond? No. I was going to say Beyond Good and Evil, but that's not a sequel. Uh, it, they're not all collect-a-thons, right? Yeah, nope, Tony nope. Hawk was in a collect-a-thon, so okay. Well, arguably it could be. Collect a lot of like random shit in those games. Um, that's what I mean. This one doesn't give you much to go off of, but I think there is some... You have the capability of deducing this. Uh, there's some context clues, sort of. I mean, it sounds like they're on a boat. And I couldn't really, none of the names they said really stuck out to me. Yeah, th- well, neither, they didn't mean anything to me either. Okay. Suddenly he said Ollie at first, like he's talking to someone named Ollie. Uh, do you know if I've played this? No, uh, I just know it's a sequel. <laughs> mm. Oh boy. Uh, I think uh, this is somewhat of a hint. I think a lot of our listeners already know. Probably. I mean, if it's if they're able to pick it up from that, clearly I haven't played it, or clearly I didn't pay attention. Th- this is a terrible game to play with me because I usually play the games while listening to a podcast or watching a video on another monitor or something. Like I don't pay attention to the game sound effects as much. Yep. Um. God, this is tough. Yeah, I should have got a helper sound for this, but that would have give would have been too easy. That's why this is the more challenging of the two. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I got the first one, so at least got one game under my belt. Uh, yeah, did you make any guesses yet? No, you were no. considering Gra- Beyond Grand Theft Auto? One of the Grand Theft Autos? No, but I almost want to say you're close. Oh. Uh, it's something with a boat. Like, that's, it definitely seems to sound like that. So I'm trying to think of boat games? Is that a genre? <laughs> Battleship? No. Um, close with Grand Theft Auto. Saints Row? No. Okay, you have one more guess. I think you can do this with all the clues. I, and here's my last hint. No boats. No boats. Then I don't know what the fuck I just listened to. <laughs> Like, I'm imagining just, like, John Goodman in a plaid shirt on a boat talking to, like, a little kid after their submarine of a family just sank. Like, I can't get that image out of my head. So I don't know what this is. Oh, man. It's definitely, like, creaking stuff. Oh. Uh, no. Oh, man. And it's a sequel? And it's close to Grand Theft Auto. Oh, Red Dead Redemption? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I was I was just about to say, you're going to kick yourself when I reveal what this is. Yeah. But no, you just got it. Red Dead Redemption 2, that's the opening sequence or like part of the very beginning of the game, first chapter leading up to it. So oh, yeah, okay. and it's just very, sets the tone of that game. And that's why I said our, a lot of our listeners probably know what it is because they yeah. everyone's playing this fucking game but us, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> That, it's a trend with our podcast. We yeah. <laughs> we were contrarian, not by choice. Yeah, I didn't even play the first one. Me neither, actually. So I'm not sure when I will get around to the sequel because it does look like a great game and it's getting a lot of praise. But I'm just not sure. I, I, th- I it's going to be one of those games where I'm like, it's a great game. I'm sure it's a great game. I'm sure everyone talking about it's like right in their opinions. It is a great game. Everyone should play it. I will not. I just, yeah. I do not give a shit about the cowboy like theme or aesthetic of like anything. Like, yeah, who am I kidding? In, even in Overwatch, McCree is my one of my least favorite characters just because he's a cowboy. Like, I just don't care. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm sure it's as good as everyone's saying. I just will never play it. Fair enough. But, hey, you won both games. That was What's <laughs> That Sound. I only missed one. Yeah, not bad, dude. Um, but okay, we can get back to maybe some of these news and show topics. There's a handful of things we can talk about. Anything that jumps out to you? Uh, uh, no priority order. I'll just go where we list it because, the, yeah, there is a fair amount. Uh, movie news. First images uh, from the set of Hollywood's Monster Hunter movie were released. Uh, it looks awful. It looks as terrible as everyone expects it to be. It's- yeah. It's fucking Mila Jovovich, who's great, uh, and just a bunch of people in fucking military fatigues and in, like, a giant Jeep with a Gatling gun on top of it in, like, the desert or something. It looks nothing like Monster Hunter. It looks like a shitty Transformers movie. Like, it's terrible. Or it just looks like, I don't know, uh, modern warfare kind of thing. There's- it's just like, just, I don't know, it looks like what I would expect to see our troops uh, wearing. There's literally nothing about it that says Monster Hunter. Even there's a flag stand like posted behind them. Even that's not like Monster Hunter. It doesn't have like a Jagras or anything on it. Like there's nothing about this. This is Monster Hunter, and I just 
fuck this. Yeah, doesn't Monster so Hunter have more of like more or less like an anime aesthetic? Oh, like absolutely. They're not uh, buying into that at all with this. It's way too realistic. If you think of just like your like typical over the top ridiculous armor and weapons like anime fighting JRPG game, it's Monster Hunter. Like you kill giant monsters, skin them, and then wear their skin in giant ridiculous outfits. Like, and it's great. That's what's appealing about it. And this is the exact opposite in every way. Yeah, it just looks like soldiers in Afghanistan being like, oh, let's go fight a dragon. I feel like it's going to be either a dragon comes to our world or they get sucked into the Monster Hunter world, but they're still in military. And it's just like, it's not going to be good. It's going to be up there with like Battleship, the movie. Yeah, and they were probably like, oh, let's give them a teaser and everyone hates it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what, Hollywood? You fucking suck. You're bad yeah. at movies. Okay, more movie news. Uh, yeah, Detective, good movie news. Detective well, Pikachu trailer came out, and that that has Ryan Reynolds' voice, and there was some interesting shit there. Like he tweeted a picture of Detective Pikachu wearing a Deadpool outfit, so I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. It's like nobody asked for this, but hey, that's a thing. It's it's I kind of annoyed with it because like I he Ryan Reynolds kind of get typecasting as Deadpool, and he's great at it because he is just like a smart Alex sort of guy, so it fits perfectly well. But now it's going to be tough to hear him since Deadpool is his just speaking voice. He doesn't do like an accent or anything with it. Right. Just hearing him being quippy and or making jokes in any other movie, it's just going to feel like Deadpool. So yeah. like, I understand why they picked him for this role. Well, not really. <laughs> I don't really know why they picked him for this role. Yeah, I'm with um, you. He's definitely got selling potential, like they'll draw in names alone. But like hearing Pikachu talk, it's like, yeah, that's Deadpool. Like when he jokes, it's going to be Deadpool coming out of Pikachu. Like it's just going to feel weird. Um, it doesn't look, uh, all right. I don't know if I want to like, really give a hard, <laughs> I don't know if I have a real hard opinion about this. Not that I don't want to give it. I just don't know if I have one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a realistic interpretation of Pokemon. So already it's going to be weird, Very. but it's not that hyper realistic horror that a lot of people do with Pokemon fan art where it's like super gross and like ugly. It's just like very detailed. So where Pikachu's not just, like, round and yellow. Like, you see individual hairs for fur. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess he does have fur. I never thought of it. Or Jigglypuff. Uh, in the trailer, you see Jigglypuff with fuzz. And people are like, oh, this is weird and unsettling. It's like, but what's the alternative? Would you rather see Jigglypuff with just skin? Like a hairless cat? Yeah. That's worse. That's much worse. Yeah, that's the thing. They were never intended for such realistic purposes. And yeah. one Pokemon I did not anticipate seeing or expecting to even see in the movie whatsoever, part of the 151 that is the weirdest of them all, Mr. Mime, yeah. has a clear and big scene in the movie that it makes it into the trailer. It's just like, oh man, talk about unsettling. That was weird. Yeah, they're interrogating him. And yeah, he's one of the ones where it's like, ooh, it's too realistic. So now he kind of looks even more human. and draws a lot more questions yep so like i was talking with coworkers about this they're like oh no what's weird about like pokemon i was like well if you think about it in the show james mentions when he gets a magic carp you can't eat them because they're so useless and the scales are rock hard and the meat is terrible like so they're talking about eating pokemon so that's established in the show and in the world at least in the beginning um to be fair pokemon definitely started out as an idea and they trimmed it down and didn't think this much in depth to it as the fans do because we got a lot of free time because we're nerds yeah um, <laughs> But then if you think about it, like, okay, so they eat Pokemon. That makes sense. They eat, like, Tauros or Miltank, like, the cows and stuff. like Or the plants, like, Oddish, like, you eat us out or something. But what, what, what about Mr. Mime? What about Jinx? Do you eat those? 
Is that too close to cannibalism? Is that yeah, weird? Yeah, that is very weird. Um, but it's still a Pokemon, so we'll still enslave it in a Pokeball and make it fight for us for our entertainment. But it's not it's it's not too human to not fight for us, but it's too human to eat. Like, it, it draws a lot of questions if you think too much about yeah, it. Yeah, no Pokemon's off the menu. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, God, I want Diglett. What's in there? <laughs> What's in that hole? Oh, um, man. So, yeah, it's it's a really weird, fun trailer. Uh, I, I got to respect that they're just like, this is the style we're going with, and we're just doing it for every Pokemon, and we're just sticking to it. Like, fair enough. You, you, know, you stuck to your guns. I can respect that. Uh, but, yeah, it's just like, this is definitely going to get my money and probably most people money just for the what the fuck factor of like, yeah. I got to see this. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it'll be entertaining, <laughs> but I got to see this. Yeah, so. it, it has potential. I'll leave it at that. So it's not just complete trash like we might have suspected. Yeah, it's, I got more hope for it than I originally had, but I'm still hesitant with it. Um, it's PG-13, which uh, I saw someone point out online saying that actually allows them to use one F word. In the movie, um, I highly doubt they'll actually use it. But the the person made a post saying like a very entertaining idea of like Detective. Uh, for anyone who didn't see the trailer yet, Detective Pikachu talks like Pikachu, like any other Pokemon does, except for the main character. The main character can understand it for some reason. Yeah, um, I think that's cute. I, I'm trying yeah. to think. There's other media or stories that have done something similar where you can only understand only one person can understand this ghost or other kind of character. Yeah. Um, but someone made the idea of like it'd be really funny if they use, if they said fuck in the movie with Detective Pikachu like stubbing his toe or something and he's just like hopping around like holding his foot just going like Pika Pika P Pika P and just like yelling at Pikachu and then the main character walks in at the last second and he just goes like fuck like, yeah, that would Pikachu be really good screaming fuck that would be great yeah um, that's that's definitely something I hope they capitalize on but most likely won't they I almost guarantee they won't but God like they can they're allowed yeah. to so I I wish they do. Uh, in Saturn news, uh, kind of the realm of movies and stuff, uh, Stan Lee died. Yeah, we had to get to this point in the show. It's just unfortunate. He was such a legend. Uh, he made it to the age of 95, so that's super commendable and a good yeah. long life. He was married for like 70 years. Like, he only had one wife the whole time, and she passed away, I think, maybe one or two years ago. And not even, like, all his, like, comic world building aside, I feel like... Just him as an older person still being so involved in the community and sh- like trying to still continue to chase his dreams and do stuff with his life. So many people get to that age and are just very complacent and capable of being like, well, I did everything I wanted to do and just kind of wither away. He was just very active and uh, a, a great person from what I'm told. So it's just it's a shame to hear that he's gone. But eh, it's everyone's in the race to death and we want to come in last. That's a Scott Ackerman thing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Steve Ditko was like a partner for of his for a long time. And uh, just as famous in Marvel world uh, died in June or July this year. Oh, that's and right. He was 90, but he was kind of more of the reclusive. Like he kind of made his money. He retired and you know, we didn't hear much of him. Um, he was actually kind of litigious with some stuff. Uh, but yeah, Stan was still involved with everything. I, I got a photo op with him at a convention. I did one of those things where you get, you know, meet and greet, uh, get us autograph and then go to a Q and a. Q&A yeah. Afterwards. That's awesome. Like five years ago. So I'm glad I can at least say like, I've met him for as brief a period as it was. Oh, sure. Um, and yeah, he was still going, I think up till maybe about last year or two years ago, he was still going to cons and like 
he was definitely like slower. He was still walking around, but he was like almost deaf. Like they had a handler like screaming into his ear, like toward the end. So like, yeah, he was definitely winning away. But like, yeah, ninety five had a good long marriage, an amazing career. Um, yeah, he he kind of stepped away from Marvel stuff maybe ten, fifteen years ago, I think, or maybe twenty years ago. Um, and he's still like the figurehead of Marvel, but he wasn't doing the business side of stuff anymore for a long while. Right. Um, but yeah, he'd still, it's weird to say, he's still kind of their mascot. So like he would still be involved in movies and stuff. So yeah, the cameos were always the cool cameos. to see him at like Spider-Man movies. I loved it. Yeah, they filmed, I think, like four or five movies ahead of time because they were like, hey, his health's not that great. He's not moving around as well. So they filmed his cameos for the next few movies way ahead of time. Oh, great. Um, so we'll still see some of those. But yeah, it's it's it sucks. But no one can say they didn't see this coming. Yeah. Especially the last three or four years, he's just had some real shit happening to him. Uh, his daughter is notorious for just spending all of his money and not being like, you know, there's claims of like elder abuse from her and stuff. And uh, his wife died like one or two years ago. And his former business associate literally stole his blood, mixed it with ink, and then forged a signature on comics and sold it for a ton of money. Like, it's been real bad. Yeah, what the so. fuck? That is some intense shit. And that's what I mean. Was he signing his own autographs with his blood? Or was he just doing that to be like, no, it's definitely him. It was, it was sort of like a special like event sort of comic where like, yeah, his signature is like a part of him. is like his blood is in it. Like it was already planned, but his business associate like went behind and did it for himself. Wow. And sold the comics and took all that money for himself. So, like, his, yeah, whatever the guy was, like, a real piece of shit. Yes. It was, like, embezzling a lot of money from Stan, and it was just real bad. So, like, he had a, a fantastic life, and, like, no one can argue that, but, like, yeah, he's had some hurdles, and it's been, unfortunately, kind of for the worse off the last few years. So, if anything, we can say, like, hey, he doesn't have to deal with that shit anymore. Yeah, he's definitely resting in peace, resting in yeah. power. Good job for, thank you for all you've done. Excel's your, I guess, is your catchphrase, so. yeah. Yeah, I remember doing a book report. One of the first book reports I ever did was like in fifth grade, and it was about his uh, autobiography. Oh, nice. Yeah, it goes way back. Um, So that sucks, but like we said, he's 95. No no one can say they didn't see this coming. Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing the impact these people have on so many people. So it's a shame to see you go, but you won't be forgotten anytime soon at all. I heard someone say like the biggest cameo, the best cameo Stanley ever did was in our lives. Like he did a cameo in everyone's life. Yeah, so, uh, that's a good sentiment. Oh, that is that that makes the sad segment feel a little good towards the end. But yeah. back to sadder stuff. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently, PUBG is coming to PS4. The well, saddest yeah. news of all. Well, that's definitely one that I wanted to get at. But it's it's uh, that, uh, we could actually just brush right over. Yeah, it's coming to PS4. We, uh, we don't play it. No one else does. Everyone went to Fortnite. Like it's it's. On its last leg, it's not doing good. So. Yeah, and that, that's probably why it's going to PS4, to try to get anybody else who has any interest it's, involved. It's still not out of early access. It's still buggy as shit. Like, it's yeah. just, oh, uh, it's gross. Yeah, it is, quite literally. And then this anyway. is the grossest thing to me, is that they're making a PC classic, and it's just like you would expect uh, one of these little mini oh, consoles, yeah. but it's just a little PC with... <laughs> I don't know, like two DOS uh, game controllers, and you plug it into your TV. I don't even know what games are preloaded on it. It just looks annoying to me. I'm just like, <laughs> God, I, I just, anyone who buys this, like, 
Just stop. Oh, do man, you want just... old PC games? Do you not know how ROM works and emulators? Yeah, it, you could do this if you own a laptop. If you own uh, probably even an iPad, you could probably figure this shit out. Like, there's no n- reason to own this unless your main goal is like, yeah, I want to play these old things on a TV. And even if you're that worried about it, you'd find another way instead there's of spending whatever ways. this is going to cost you. I, I forget the price point. It's just honestly worth nothing to me. So I'm never <laughs> going to buy this. If you have an interest... Uh, by all means, but oh man, I can't forgive you. <laughs> I cannot forgive. Target you. price is ninety nine dollars. Fuck that uh, noise! You're literally paying for old technology, and it just looks like shit. You're never gonna old, play it. Old technology that you can get on your own, like with an actual PC. I kind of understand Nintendo more because they're so exclusive with all their stuff. Like you can only get it from them, and even even when people like jailbreak their systems and you know kind of get emulators for their games they're not great like you would always prefer the actual product from Nintendo officially but like PC that's the that's the system you can easily get games for like it's you go to yard sale and get all those games on floppy <laughs> disk or something like well, I don't I don't understand why people would want this but like I said like as long as these mini consoles sell they're going to keep making them for like everything they can yeah I think GameCube will be the limit. I don't know if they can go further than GameCube and keep it small. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah, yeah it's, PC's it's just weird. Frustrating and annoying. But anyway, yeah. I just had to bring that up. Welcome to my hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, g- uh, good else? news. Uh, there's a release date and new suits announced for Spider-Man's second DLC, Turf Wars. Um, what the hell is that release date? I forget. Let me pull that um, up. Not sure, but like at least from the image, you get the Iron Spider suit from the Civil War uh, comics. So it's the one that Iron Man makes for Spider-Man after he reveals his identity and gives him like giant three metal legs. Oh shit, this comes out the 20th of November, so tomorrow oh, as you're listening, listener. So yeah, that's really something to look forward to. I did not get around to playing the Black Cat one just yet because it is uh, $25, so Ooh, that might be something- yeah, it's pricey for DLC, but I also hear great things, and it is just an extension of a game I thoroughly enjoyed. So I almost am okay with that price point. I just think I have to pay bills and stuff first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Especially I'll eventually get to that. Um, that's one. Like I know Witcher Three had DLC that was like about twenty bucks or so, but it was so expansive. It was just a huge like another like easy 25, 30 hours of the game. So it was so much content. Like I was fine paying with that. Um. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that level of content. Like, it, it definitely seems like the game is pretty loyal and doing a lot of good stuff for uh, players and stuff. Um, I would definitely check it out before I paid that. Yeah. But yeah, if it's on sale, if it's anything cheaper than that, hell yeah. Because, yeah, it's what? The second DLC is coming out already and the game came out uh, June? No, not even. Yeah. When does this game come out? It's like they're pumping out DLC pretty quick and like new costumes and stuff. Like, they're doing good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the first DLC is called The Heist, apparently, and uh, the three new suits that are available with this second round of DLC look pretty cool. There's the mm-hmm. Spider Armor MKI, the Spider Clan, oh, okay. and the Iron yeah. Spider Armor, So, a lo- two of which look like metallic kind of black Spider-Man, and then the middle one, the Spider Clan, looks more or less like a cell-shaded cartoonish Spider-Man, so it's cool that there's a decent variety there. Okay, I think that one might be maybe around the Ultimate Universe, and it might be in line with that, or maybe one of the Japanese... There's a ton of Japanese varieties of Spider-Man. Yeah. So maybe that's, like, one of those. Uh, the Spider-Armor MKI, or MKII, uh, whichever one it is, 
Um, that, that harkens back to the good old days of the Spider-Man game on the PS1. That looks ugly as sin. It's disgusting. <laughs> Especially with this game coming out with the Bla- Black Cat uh, DLC. There's a lot of comparisons because uh, she was in that game as well. And it's just like it's so gross looking. It's got like seven polygons per person. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but I remember that it had spider armor where, you know, you got armor, you got extra health. And it's it's basically the Spider-Man costume, but the red is now silver or gray. And he's got big plates on like his legs and arms. Um, I think he was fighting the scorpion, and it was to fight against the acid. Maybe I forget exactly. Okay. Um, um but well, yeah, it's, cool. it's I. I'm wondering if I'm wrong about the price of. Okay, no, I I'm 100 percent wrong. Maybe it, what I was looking oh. at on the PlayStation Store was like a bundle of them, but no, the heist is only 9.99, so 10 bucks, and so is this next one that's coming out. So they're only 10 dollars oh. each. So that's that's a game Hell changer. Yeah. yeah, 25 is a little much. So I wonder if that was more or less like $25 for all the upcoming all ones. It. Kind of like, yeah, like episodic thing. Yeah, maybe they had like two or three guaranteed. And then they're like, and then whatever costumes we make as we go. Yeah, I could see that being the case. So yeah, my mistake. Uh-huh. $10 we, each. Yeah. We were on the fence at 25 so it's definitely <laughs> worth the buy for less. Yes, absolutely. So I'll there probably be know. picking that up uh, relatively soon. And yeah. yeah, listeners, you can pick that up tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, there's something you posted. Uh, Devil May Cry is apparently going to join up with the Castlevania series into this new, like, Netflix animated multiverse, I guess, they're making. Yeah. Because uh, it's from the same creator, Adi Shankar. Yeah. There's a guy I was talking about who did the like the, power, the gritty Power Rangers movie that got really popular and got, had to get taken down. Um, Isn't he you, the same guy that wanted the Metroid franchise? Yeah, he's the same uh, producer of it, so, like... It, I don't. I know jack shit about Devil May Cry. I know the main character's name's Dante, and he's got white hair, and that's about it. Yep. Um, so if this is cool, uh, really hope this opens the way for Metroid, because like God, me- make Metroid good again. <laughs> like it's give Metroid a chance. There's yeah. so much good stuff in there, and just like it's just squandered on Nintendo. Yeah, I guess he just was settling for Devil May Cry. Just keep. Uh... I don't know. I I thoroughly enjoyed Castlevania. If you haven't checked it out, listen to the episode I was on of The Melting Pat. It was really fun talking about season two. Um, But yeah, this does give me faith. I do recall playing the first Devil May Cry game. I don't think I played it till the very end, but I played a decent chunk of it and it was fun. But I'm just not sure if I'm going to be interested, as interested in an anime version of it as I was with Castlevania. Uh, I think it has a lot of parallels. There's, you know, a lot demons um a lot of extreme fighting whip based weapons maybe i don't know yeah. I, guess I don't know shit um so i think this is definitely like a similar tone to castlevania so it makes sense that they would jump onto this as a next uh series um i'm curious to see how well it does because i think they also announced a new devil may cry coming out soon or a reboot of another one you can play as a different character or something i, I don't know um, but I know they're working on more Devil May Cry stuff, so maybe this is in hand in hand with this series being made, right? So we'll see. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, PlayStation's just skipping E3 next year. 2019. Yeah. Whoa. Just uh, fuck is, it. Is that real? Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. I mean, why? first time in twenty four years. I guess you do need to take a few breathers every now and then, but isn't this like they were just talking like, oh, PlayStation Five? Maybe it's like now all of a sudden well, it's like, ah, let's just take a step back. They they basically said like we're working on it. It won't be years from now though. Like so, it's just kind of like yeah, we're working on it, but don't expect anything. Um, and it might be for that. It might be to curb expectations of people like oh. 
because people have been saying like the last two or three years, Sony has won E3 if you want to make it a competition because their demonstrations have just been so cool. And like I think two years ago, the guy came out and he's like, here it is. And then they just showed like 20 minutes of uninterrupted like gameplay trailers and footage. Yep. And they're just like, it speaks for itself. I'll come out and talk about some details. And then you can play out the demos on the floor. Like, it wasn't all the developer shtick of, like, trying to sell you on it and being, like, a motivational speaker or, like, a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. So, they're just kind of like, here's the stuff. We're good. You know we're good. Let's get on with this. So, like, I don't... If anyone is to do this, it'd be Sony and PlayStation. Like, they're big enough to just be like, nah, we don't need to show off our stuff. You'll come to us. And, I mean, they're right. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the crazy really thing. Well. I wonder how E3 is going to look then next year, because then it's just going to seem like everyone else is scrambling to be like, I want the spotlight this time. And it just, it, that air of mysteriousness about PlayStation not being there, people are going to be like, PlayStation 1, E3 2019 without even being there. Yeah, because I mean, like, we've we've done coverage the last few, I mean, you know, quote, coverage. Uh, we talked about them, and like, yeah, all the other conferences and shows cases were just kind of like, meh, Xbox is awful and they're not yeah. getting better no um and nintendo's usually its own day and nintendo does the i think it's called tree houses or nintendo directs um where they just will do a bunch of stuff and showcase their own stuff whenever they feel like it so they've they just had the last one for uh, smash ultimate recently um as of this recording so they'll just drop big showcases and like hour-long presentations of new stuff for them whenever they feel like it like whenever they need to so they don't rely on e3 so, maybe after a year or two, how long has the Switch been out? I think the Switch has been out for a year already? Yep, at least. Yeah, so, like, after two years, maybe the Switch will really get its, like, feet in the ground and be like, here's what we've been working on. Like, you had Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, like, the, the big titles to hold you over. Here's our big Kirby game, or here's that Yoshi game we teased uh, two years ago. Or here's, you know, a new Metroid game that's good, or whatever. So, maybe it'll be a big showcase for Nintendo, knowing that one of the rivals isn't there. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what is going to be drawing people in as hard as a Sony or a PlayStation showcase. You know who's going to fill the void? Atari. Apparently, they're oh, back and doing shit. <laughs> Good luck. I, I'd like to see them try. Right. That's how I feel about that. A uh, Sega. Let's bring Sega. Back. Well, day. Hey, I would actually support the fuck out of that. I'd be like, man, hey. Dreamcast too. Fucking get more Sonic Mania. Get more Yakuza. Jet get the franchises. Bring that back. Stop funneling money in shitty Sonic games. Yeah. And good ones. I'd well, see that. that explains why there isn't Sega anymore. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Telltale games apparently are being delisted from Steam and like other online stores. So these are more of the smaller ones. Like uh, they had a Back to the Future game years back. Um, some other game. I forget. It was a licensed property game, but it was like an older one. It was before Walking Dead, so it wasn't as popular. I think Jurassic Park, maybe. Uh, that got taken off the store. So, yeah, the, along with Telltale Games shutting down and firing all their employees last second and the employees having a loss, class action lawsuit against them, they're now just taking titles away from you know being able to purchase. So, if there's any Telltale game that you were really excited for, like you wanted to get a hold of when it was on sale or something, I, I'd kind of buy it now. I don't know if it's going to be around much longer. I don't know what's happening, but get them while you can. Yeah good advice yeah so like the big ones like wolf among us and walking dead still there but you know if it is a licensed property who knows it you know unless it's their own ip i don't trust it yeah uh, to stick around um what else 
Tetris Effect. This is a game I've been hearing a ton about and nothing but praise and like people having difficulty to describe it because it's just like a very emotional game for them. And it's because like the design is very well done. The music syncs up really well. The visuals are cool. And it's just an experience game. It's it's not like, from what you can tell, it's Tetris. It's Tetris Effect. Um, but it's just done in a very cool new way. And it just feels really good when you play it. Yeah, so, this really caught my interest when you said it had the same developer as Res. Yeah. This also, if I'm not mistaken, is a VR experience. So yep. that would just be straight up enthralling and mesmerizing because the visuals are very psychedelic, all sorts of trippy shit going on in the background. The Even the pieces you're moving are like multicolored and changing. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, it's very hard to describe, but it is just- yeah, kinetic. Uh, I get like a, a sense of like meditation if you were to be immersed in that game playing this. You would just, and I feel like that's what people who like are diehard Tetris fans want. They want to just focus in on the game. And this is a way to focus in on it with all this crazy shit going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Tetris fan like everyone is. It's like, it's like one of the quintessential, quintessential games everyone's played and everyone understands. Um, seems like it's really like love it or hate it. There's no in between. It's like people are like too overwhelmed and they don't like it and they just they don't care enough about Tetris or people who like you or just like want that crazy experience like the music syncing up with all the visuals and the lights and uh, just puzzle like piece addicts puzzle piece addicts. Um, <laughs> but you know the Tetris effect is also uh, like kind of a I don't know it's not a syndrome or it's just like a symptom of if you play Tetris too much you'll start seeing patterns like yes block patterns and stuff and like pieces like any tile based grid or anything you'll start seeing the pieces like and, and I, you know i've done it i've gone to bathrooms and seen tile floors and you'll start seeing the pieces sliding down on them because your brain just gets into that routine and mindset because you have to this- think so fast it's the same with Guitar Hero. All these like yeah. moving things just like after you like play an intense round of Guitar Hero on like expert mode, which I've I was doing a couple times, and you look away, your eyes are just so tripped out that things are just moving. It's like free drugs. Like you don't even have to ingest <laughs> drugs to like trip the fuck out. There's even But it like, makes it better. It's like those YouTube videos where it's like stare at this fucking spiral for like 10 minutes and then look away. It's like, I don't know. It's probably not good for you, but it's also, it definitely, yeah, bugs you out and gives you kind of like a little insight on what it's like to do psychedelic drugs. So (laughs) if you don't want to do drugs and want to play video games and still feel like you're on drugs, Tetris Effect. Check it out. Yeah, it's uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive and with the VR. And uh, with Black Friday, you got the... $200 $200 PlayStation with X-Men, uh, with a X-Men Spider-Man game. Uh, and then PSVR with two games is going to be like 200 bucks as well. So for 400, you get PlayStation 4, you get PSVR, you get like three or four games. Yeah. It's a good That's Black Friday for PlayStation. Ridiculous deal when typically it would have cost you 400 just for the console, like not yeah. that long ago. So it's, yeah, definitely recommend checking that out, especially if you're, you know, just wanting something to just chill out to. I will say though, seeing a stream of it, um, when you're breaking away blocks and like levels and lines, uh, as the game sp- as the game progresses, it'll speed up at different intervals, like depending on the level and stuff. So I saw someone playing where it's like the drop speed is like three, and it's like, all right, that's pretty comfortable, and it jumps up to like, oh, drop speed seven. It's like, okay, it's a little quicker, but I can still manage, and it drops up to like drop speed's twelve. It's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like, <laughs> so like, it can get very tense very quickly. As yeah. like, tranquil as it looks, it can get pretty intense. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, and uh, eh, we'll kind of, it, it, it might be a bummer. It'll be up to you to decide. We'll give you the news. You do decide what you want to do with it. Um, with Hollywood making terrible, terrible monster movies lately. Uh, General Mills wants to make their serial mascots into monster movies. So, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, Count Chocula. Oh, Christ. <laughs> wow. And that's very desperate. I feel like, I guess that <laughs> says something about their sales, because they're like, we need kids to actually connect with these characters. They don't even know who the fuck or, these people are. Or it says something about their sales. I'm like, hey, we're doing so well. Oh, no. Let's waste millions of dollars on a dumb movie. Yeah, and hope to get it back with more people buying our shit. I, yeah. These characters are quite what they already are meant to be on a cereal box i don't think there is any lore to count chocula (laughs) like i don't think they need movies but then again this is the same hollywood that has created an angry birds movie i've never seen and uh what emoji movies and what what the the stuff that you literally would think how can this be a movie there's plenty of them so turns out it can't at least not a good movie yeah well that's true and i don't imagine any of these to be good i'm just gonna call it out now yeah, these are a seasonal cereal that would come out, and it's people have fond memories of it because they have nostalgia, childhood memories of it, of like eating it, you know, around Halloween or Christmas. Yeah, and then watching Saturday morning cartoons. Like, when's the last time you've met an adult who's had Count Chocula? No, you're memory? right, and I, like, dude, I've had a hell of a lot of Count Chocula in my day, but it's been a solid decade. So yeah. So it's people have like fondness for these characters, and there's like a weird amount of merchandise for them. Um, because it was like a seasonal exclusive thing and it's tied with people's childhoods. It's, it's not good. <laughs> it's just really sugary cereal. Yeah. And Frankenberry looks like an idiot. So fuck it. <laughs> um, not wrong. <laughs> um, oh God, he looks like a testicle. Oh no, he does. Yeah. Uh, yep. the, the last thing I'm going to mention is, uh, there, everyone's probably already seen it now, but there's a trailer for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate that is just like a cinematic trailer that's really badass, all the characters interacting. And yep. you'll notice there's no music to it. And somebody on Facebook, I don't know if they're of any fame other than this video but they made a rendition of it with dmx's x gonna give it to you in the background (laughs) and i can't recommend it enough like i'll I'll include a link in the show notes or however you gotta watch it because it just literally makes a trailer that much more epic and intense and the music almost fits perfectly it's very strange to like hear like him be like yeah motherfucker like while you're seeing like (laughs) mario and shit it's really cool so i really i i enjoyed that thoroughly yeah, this kind of became like a meme with the trailer of people putting in different music and seeing what syncs up the best. And some songs like really synced up well. I feel like this is a cheat because I feel like X Gonna Give It To You syncs up with everything really well. <laughs> it does. It's uh, such a it's, good choice. And I so badly just want like Nintendo has money. They could definitely get the licensing right to DMX and put this in the trailer. And God, I would just be so happy if this was like a legit trailer. I know. And that's they were what- just like, fuck it. The caption was even like, the the trailer we all deserved. And I was like, yeah. oh man, you're right. They just went hard and were like, this is a fighting game. Let's get taught. Let's get hyped. Yeah. Let's get oh, amped. That's what I mean. It really does make me like that much more excited for the game. So whoever, they made it as a joke, but it was very effective. Yeah, it works. <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably going to do it for this episode. That was a fun one. You actually uh, won some What's That Sound. Uh, We talked some video games and shit, so I feel good about it. Maybe let's do some plugs and wrap this up. Uh, Where can our listeners find you? How about tell us about that other podcast you were recording? Uh, I got Twitter, APTS Brendan on Twitter. It's not very interesting. I don't recommend that. I do recommend 
Uh, are Weeb there yet? W-E-E-B is an anime podcast I do with my two friends out here where we watch a bunch of anime and try to convince a non-anime watcher that it's good and he should keep watching it. Uh, we got like a decent track record. We've hit a few no's lately, but for the most part, I think we're on a positive uh, average. Nice. Um, and for a little sneak peek, the episode I just recorded that won't be out for a while was Puella Magica. Ooh. So for anyone who enjoys that... And I think I might have ruined it for everyone that enjoys it. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen to that episode. You'll find out why. It's it's something that you can't not unsee anymore. Uh-oh. Um, and the other thing I'll plug is Nicholas Cole. He's actually the character designer and uh, illustrator for a lot of the Spyro uh, remaster trilogy. And on his Instagram, he has a ton of the characters and dragons he made for the remaster Spyro. And holy hell, is he a good character designer. Like, they're, like everything is better after, like, every new picture is better after the last one. And it's just, like, they're so good. And it's, like, I want to say Pixar-esque, but more fun. Like, more stuff going on and more character expression through their design than Pixar. Because Pixar can get, be kind of bland at times. Yeah. And it's just, like, I highly recommend going to this guy's Instagram. It's Nicholas Cole, K-O-L-E. And just some really good stuff. And... I, I can already tell from uh, some of the reimagined characters from Spyro, like uh, Bianca the rabbit, and uh, who's this? The like Elora is like a fawn, like with the goat legs. Um, this is going to be a Lola Bunny for situation for a lot of oh, kids no. playing the trilogy. Like some of these characters are going to turn people into furries. I'm just going to yeah, say. no. <laughs> it's like it's very good character designs, but like yeah, it's got those like sultry eyes where it's a little too sultry for an animal. It's like. Mm. Part, part of me is uncomfortable here, but god damn it, these are really good character designs. Very cool. Yep. That's a good plug. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, all of our handles is, are ABT Silence on social media. Uh, we're findable pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend, tell a family member. Tell trying to think if there's anything else going on. Oh, and if you want to support my record label, it's MissedOutRecords.com. Um, but that'll do it for this week. We will be back next week. Thanks for joining me us and we'll see you then see it bye